This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hello and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League podcast. My name is Josh and I'm here with someone who sounds a lot better this week. Not only do I sound better, Josh, now do I sound better? Uh, you do, and your name is Brandon. I forgot to say that earlier. <laughs> That's correct. My name is Brandon, and I do feel great, too. I sound good, and I feel good. I feel like I'm back to 100%. Yeah, I can, I can, I can tell. You, like, the hacking cough is finally, is finally gone. You know what? I don't get sick very often. And it, <laughs> we'll talk about Deli Ali at some point, I'm sure, but it's, it's rare that you see a player who he doesn't play due to illness. Usually it's because uh, some cartilage was torn yeah. or um, some nose was bloodied. Um, <laughs> But for, you forget that these athletes actually come down with really terrible colds and sinus infections. And in that way, they're very much like we are. Although he was celebrating with the team after the game. I saw a photo of him. So I, I don't really... It's kind of a weird one. I don't know. Maybe he maybe he was just drunk. <laughs> That's probably what it was. Damn you, Ellie. Uh, all right, Brandon. Let's, let's, let's jump right into it. So we want to turn this... So we're recording on Wednesday night. It's after, the, um, after all 10 matches have been played. Uh, want to uh, get this recorded and get it turned around quickly so people can listen to it before um, before game week 25 starts on Saturday. Yeah, uh, I was trying to do uh, some quick calculations, and I was thinking by the time we get this posted, listeners will have approximately 50 to 55 hours to listen before <laughs> the next game week. So our goal is to keep this podcast under 55 yeah. hours long. Exactly. We average, Just so the math works. We average 52 to 53 hours, so we're, we're, we're okay. You can usually listen, you can listen to it all the way through it once, but usually you can do it twice. Right. So a little, little change there. Uh, all right, Brandon. So let's talk about Game Week 24. Let's do a quick uh, recap of where, where we sit. Uh, okay. You can go first. Well, yeah, why don't I go first? Because you, you have more exciting things to talk about than I do. I had a, I had a vintage FPL game week and that all of the excitement happened in the first 25 minutes of the, of the <laughs> entire game week. And then it yeah. petered out entirely from there. A captain Aguero, um, he got a very unsexy five points after looking really smart at the start of that Sunderland game. So he, I ended up with 10 from Aguero. 
I got two goals from Kane, a goal and assist from Ollie. But from there, it was really all down to my defense. So um, if you look at my two goalkeepers and my five defenders, I got five out of seven clean sheets. Which is, I mean, in a season like this. You keep keep saying this, though, like it matters what you had on the bench. Like you didn't play a bench boost. Like you were so giddy about all these clean sheets that, that don't count. Listen, I'm a systems guy, okay? And if, I, if I've got the system working, then clearly something okay. is going right for me. Now, okay. uh, I ended up benching two of those clean sheets with Robert Huth and uh, Virgil van Dijk. And Glenn, Glenn Johnson came in with one point for me against Manchester United. So that didn't work out for me. Um, but Aaron Cresswell with nine points, he was one of my big transfers. I went full on with West Ham yeah, the, this week. Yeah, the Cresswell move worked out really well. Pyatt, a bit more disappointing. We'll, we'll get to him in a little bit. So what was your final score this game week, Brandon? Uh, ended up with 64. And, uh, 64. Okay. That's yeah, respectable. Hard, yeah, it's hard to see what the, since we're recording this before the game's fully updated, it's hard to see what the average is going to be. I mean, I can't imagine that Ross Barkley is going to really um, throw the average off. I think I'll still be above. But 64, yeah, I'm happy yeah, with I that. Six, so I think 60 is what I've heard the average is going to be. Okay, so I'm above average. And if yeah. I get another green arrow... Right now, I'm hovering around uh, 360,000 overall. So, as long as I keep sub 400,000, I'll be happy. Okay, that's that's fair. And uh, I had a I had an excellent game week. A little, you know, there's always a little sting. Uh, this week, I made I made the wrong transfer. I finally brought in Aguero. It had to be done. I was feeling great when he scored that early goal, and then picked up a yellow card. And as everyone knows. The FPL system destroys you when one of your players acquires a yellow card. It is like almost impossible to get any bonus points once once you picked up a yellow card. And so despite scoring the only goal, the game-winning goal in a one nothing game, Sergio Aguero ended up with uh, with five points, which is uh, basically the equivalent of getting like an assist uh, from a midfielder. Now, uh, should, we, should we actually um, uh, reinstate our calling Aguero slash? During this podcast, oh yeah, let's just keep calling him Slash. So if you hear us call, refer to someone as Slash, we we're talking about Sergio Kun Aguero, the Axe Man that is Sergio Aguero. Yeah, because my ears—I'm so sick of talking about Sergio Aguero after twenty, whatever. However, God knows how many weeks we've been doing this podcast now. I'm sick of talking just the word Aguero now. Like, is he <laughs> is he is he healthy? Is he going to score? What's he going to do? It's just too much. So he's Slash, named yes. after our second favorite member of Guns N' Roses after Duff. Yep. Okay. And that's not Damian Duff, former <laughs> former Chelsea and Fulham man. So, uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a great week, though. Uh, finished with 84 points. Uh, Captain Aguero, but I had Kane. Uh, I had Barkley, Alley, and then I actually had clean sheets from all four of my defenders, uh, Smalling, Bellerin, and Schmeichel. Um, and then and Van Dyke too, which was incredible because uh, I didn't I didn't want to make a I didn't want to burn four points to bring in a defender, and I didn't have a great uh, d- didn't have a great option there. Uh, so um, so I, I kind of threw Van Dyke in and prayed, and uh, and so I picked up the clean sheet there thanks to Fraser Forrester's um, or Forrest Forsters. So thanks to Fraser Forrester's, uh, I think Fraser Forrester had forty seven saves in this game. Uh, no, it's forty six. It was forty six. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he picked up a. Uh, 13, like, it was like 13 bonus points, I think was the way it worked out. So 47 assists and 13 bonus. He actually broke the game. They had to, uh, they had to reset the, the game. game. So we are, we're all actually back at zero now. Uh, the whole game. He broke the game so hard that the, the site that we always recommend to follow live tracking of BPS, um, a new PLA. They actually had removed Forrester from their system, and it was displaying like Ryan Bertrand was the goalkeeper. It was for weird. Southampton. Yeah. Uh, Forrester was just in another dimension. (laughs) 
So 84 was great, especially with Barkley today. I mean, it's so uh, just, just just a great feeling. I mean, that game was looking it was looking like he was going to pick up three points. Um, it actually looked great in the second half. And with Lukaku subbed, he was basically playing as a forward. Um, and, uh, you know, Kone is just so bad. Uh, <laughs> so he set Kone up for a number of opportunities. Really, he could have had two goals and two assists. Uh-huh. Uh, but you never know how the game's going to work out if they score earlier. They might have even subbed him out. So the way it worked yeah. out was great. Uh, two penalties in the last probably seven or eight minutes of the game. Uh, last one was a was a very cheeky Penenka, which I was not expecting. The uh, balls, the balls on this guy. Stones, the John Stones on this guy. <laughs> so uh, so he picked up 16, and I pick, I finished with 84 points overall, which is finally enough for me to it's four red four green arrows in a row. Uh, I've moved to about five hundred thousand spots, so I, I kind of feel like the worst. Just all of the bad decisions that I've made this year are finally starting to. Um, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm working my way out. Uh, it's amazing how much crap I still have on my team. Like my, <laughs> I have no bench at all. It, it is just all garbage. Ashley uh, Westwood is still uh, hanging in there. And really, I'm just I'm just biding my time until they announce the double game weeks. At which point, I'm going to play my wild card. But until then, yeah. I'm just I'm going by on a thin bench, and uh, it's worked out well the last four weeks. I couldn't believe this Ross Barkley thing so much so that I'm going to refer I'm going to call you Josh. I'm going to call you Ross Barkley for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> the podcast. Uh, so you know, we, I don't want to talk too much about the the Hail Cheaters League. We'll have to talk about it on Twitter and Facebook. The uh, Hail Cheaters Super League. Hail Cheater Super League, uh, and that's because the scores haven't been updated yet. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. I actually have a red arrow on that right now because we added a ton of new managers this game week, which is kind of cool. Oh, um, boy. Welcome, everyone. Yeah, and part of that may have been because we were on a podcast called the Across the Pond Podcast, um, which was uh, I think it was released on uh, was either Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember which day it was released. Um, and uh, it's an American podcast where they talk about the English Premier League. Uh, guys are really smart and really nice. Um, and it was great being on that podcast. So if you want to listen to um, a good English Premier League podcast, I would definitely check that out. It's Across the Pond, and it's on iTunes, and uh, and they're on SoundCloud as well. Yeah, they have a cool website, uh, acrossthepond.co. And yeah, I, I just have to reiterate, I had a great time doing it um, with uh, Chris, Miles, and Shay, a couple of Liverpool fans and a Manchester United fan. So certainly if you're <laughs> fans of either of those clubs, yeah. you'll get a lot out of the out of the podcast because they and know their stuff with yeah. regard to those teams. And if you want if you want to hear me talk less fantasy more generally about uh my feelings, my, my sort of tortured Arsenal fandom. Uh, you can certainly get it there. So, um, but anyway, you had a lot, of, ton of people join the league uh, this this week, and um, it looks like uh, well, it's just, it's just too early to tell, isn't it? it looks like uh, Owen O'Keefe is going to hold into first place, but we'll know more uh, later tonight. So, um, let's just move right into the game week, Brandon. Shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Let's jump in. All right. So. Um, we're going to try to move a little more quickly than usual in this one and get, and get closer to the preview. Um, so let's start off with um, – so we'll do three fixtures and then we'll move on to a couple hot topics and then preview game week 25. So uh, first fixture is Arsenal-Southampton. Uh, not on the surface the most exciting match to review, uh, mostly because uh, there were no goals. Um, it was a very but- exciting match to watch a two-minute long highlight reel, though, just to um, – <laughs> Watch Fraser Forrester in action. Uh, let's totally let's preface true. all this by saying, as Americans and our across the pond friends would sympathize with this, 
these types of midweek game weeks are terrible for us because all these games are happening while we're at work. And I like right. watched maybe a total of 15 minutes live of this game week on my phone. It's so tough. You watch it and you're, you kind of flip your phone up to take a look. Uh, you can kind of watch on your desktop, sort of, but it's you feel a little guilty about it. It's just if any, if anyone came in, like you feel like you're going to get fired, just not a good scene. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so we, we both of us did watch the highlights, however, and and I was I was sort of tracking it. I mean, basically, it's it's very hard to get work done when these matches are on, right? Oh, the tw- Twitter stream is it's basically like uh, you're in the Matrix. It's the ones and zeros appearing yeah. before your eyes, and you can basically piece the action together in real time following and, Twitter, which is not always the most enjoyable way to to follow uh, the Premier League. I will say too, because usually my eyes are rolling so hard. You know, it'll be like, like you know, Fraser. Fraser Forster gets his like twelfth save, and then someone, of course, is a screen grab of them like triple captaining Fraser Forster this week. And like, yeah, I guess it worked out okay, huh? And it's always this, it's always this like bragging thing, like nobody believed in me. It's yeah. like no one, no, it's just that no one cared. No, yeah. no, yeah, there was no believing or not believing. No one was paying attention to you. <laughs> there was a guy in our private league who captained Aaron Cresswell this week. What I a maverick that. move! I saw that. So guy, Fraser, guy Yedweb, if you're listening. Shout out to you. Frazier Forrester, uh, now four clean sheets in a row and 12 points in this last game week. It's almost like getting a, a, a bonus clean sheet. So, so uh, now I don't, I don't know what to make of the Southampton team now that the Matt Target impact is is taken out of the equation because Target didn't start in this game. Yeah. But the, clean, so, the clean sheets roll on. Um, there's a huge, yeah, huge run on Matt Target. And now, um, yeah, now it looks a little a little hairier. Um I think you could really make it make an argument for doubling up on the uh, Swansea defense right now. Uh, not an argument. The, I, sa- I, the Southampton defense. You excuse mean. me. Yeah, thank you. The Southampton defense. Um, just given the run of fixtures coming up for them, it's it's really it's pretty good. Almost through the rest of the season, I have to say. Uh, home to West Ham, away to Swansea, home to Chelsea, away to Bournemouth, home to Sunderland. In the next five, they they honestly could keep clean sheets in all five of those matches. Yeah, and that that slide tackle. Way to that, Stoke in week six. I mean, that's that's a, that's another one. The slide tackle that Virgil Van Dyke had on Mesut Ozil in the dying minutes of that game, he he slid the ball basically straight to Alexis Sanchez. But it was such an epic, clean, perfect tackle. You can see that defense is really oozing with confidence, and I I totally agree. You've got to be looking to invest in that defense if you haven't already. So how I, much yeah. how much does Fraser Forrester cost right now? Because four um, four four point eight million. Okay, all right. So, so very, uh, very affordable. I mean, he's yeah. you could you could move from Butlin to to Forrester and actually save money. Uh, which would be a smart move, I'd say. I mean, I wouldn't class, classify four point eight as a bargain, but it's it's um, it's money well spent. Yeah, I agreed. So, um, you know, the other, the, the flip side of the, okay, so a couple of things to cover here uh, with Southampton, uh, or maybe just one more thing to cover, uh, which is uh, Charlie Austin uh, doesn't play at midweek. Um, Ronald Koeman says that he has some sort of, um, he didn't really, I don't even think he really said what it was, just some sort of like, a I don't degenerative know like, birth defect. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it has to do with his, his hamstring or I think it was a leg injury, uh, but he says he'll probably be ready for this weekend. So we don't know what's going on with Lukaku yet. Um, Lukaku uh, came off injured at the midway point of the um, of the Everton Newcastle match, and uh, there was a in the press conference afterwards. Um, uh, Martinez said that he wasn't sure 
he wasn't sure about him for the weekend, that he was kind of walking funny, had a bit of a back issue. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it was more of a precautionary measure. But mm-hmm. given how fast the turnaround is here, we're talking about just a couple of days, and given the fact that they just signed this new forward, you, it's possible that Lukaku doesn't start this weekend. And even if, even if he does start, he's really been in pretty terrible form in the last four or five game weeks. Um, and he's off in game week 27. So... Yeah, Point just one, bring. just one assist in the last five game weeks. I, I've had it up to here with, with yeah. troll Lukaku. So the, the, the point of me bringing all this up is. Uh, Southampton team in great form. Looks like Charlie Austin is going to play this weekend. Not clear yet if he's going to start, and that may be something we find more uh, find out more you know as the week goes on. If he looks like he's a starter this game week, I think he's a very interesting um, option for people who are uh, looking to bring in or looking looking to take out Lukaku. And um, what makes that even more appealing is that you save about two million, and that two million maybe could turn into an upgrade for someone like Alexis Sanchez. Man, that would be a maverick move, I'll tell you what. And I'm kind of done poo-pooing your ideas, like your Firmino transfer ideas. I'm, I kind of kind of can't do that anymore. But <laughs> so so I won't poo-poo the Charlie Austin move, mm-hmm. but I will say uh damn, that would be maverick. Super maverick. It'd be maverick, but if you're trying to you're trying to make a move, it could be an interesting, you know, it could be an interesting option. So, okay, let's let's get into Arsenal and I'm going to I'm gonna actually do this through a bunch of questions that we got on Twitter and Facebook. So it's really it's it's an interesting range of questions actually. So let's actually take uh, let's take the third one first, Brandon. You, uh, this is this comes from Owen O'Keefe, currently in first place in our league. Do you think it's time to drop Ozil and either bring in Sanchez or a gamble player at this point of the season to try and climb in the rankings? So uh, th- so just to simplify this question uh, for for everybody, I guess. Um, how are you? You own Ozil. I don't have Ozil on my team right now. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about having Ozil, you know, moving forward? Uh, it's really tough to say. Ozil has been so disappointing the last month or so. I mean, he's been disappointing since the end of the festive uh, period, as is that. But at, that whole Arsenal team has been disappointing. You And you watch, I mean, like we did, the highlights of the Southampton Arsenal game. Ozil was getting all these tremendous chances. Now, who else was getting all the chances? It was Alexis Sanchez. So the logical move, I think, if you're looking to move Ozil, is to do a swap for Sanchez. Sanchez, but that also assumes that you want to stick with Arsenal. Kind of the the larger, more philosophical question is, how do you see Arsenal finishing out this season? And uh, I can't can't believe that they'll let this, they won't let these doldrums sort of carry with them for for the remainder of the season. They will perk up again. Um, Well, and it it does feel like it's an open question, which actually brings us to another Twitter question, which is from Mel Mandrigo. He basically asks the opposite. He says, is it time to double up on Ozil and Sanchez? And uh, he made a couple other arguments on there, which is basically that – you know, it's they're they're kind of they're overdue for a bounce back. Uh, they're away to a Bournemouth team, and Arsenal tends to be, yeah, you know, they're kind of like a flat track bully type team. They they, they tend to kick the asses of teams that they're yeah. uh, quite a bit better than. Um, so I think that they could be due for, and they actually looked pretty. I mean, you know, it's it, it's disappointing that they couldn't score a single goal in that Southampton game, but Fraser Forrester did make twelve saves and. A good half dozen of them were really quite excellent point blank saves, and I mean it could have been a two nothing three nothing game. And I think that you can attribute everything to Forrester, but I do think that I mean that you know it's they still have to get past the other team. There's no you know it's it's you could chalk some of it up to to 
to bad luck, I think, and or or you know, um, I totally agree. Superior I, skills on the other team. Yeah, I totally agree. And the thing about Alexis Sanchez, if if you're looking to go one or the other, is as we know, Alexis Sanchez is just that much more explosive. And we can talk about this more when we get to the game week 25 optimizer. But I see Alexis Sanchez as one of the top captain candidates. Uh, oh, oh, even though they're away, they're away to Bournemouth. But I, I agree, they're due. And yeah. Sanchez would be one to target for a big haul in, in, in game week 25. I certainly I, I, I would still be looking at Delhi Alley if you didn't have him. I, you know, just we keep not talking about him and the, we keep thinking of him as being not in the same price bracket as someone like or because well, he's not in the same we, price we also price. assume that you already have Delhi Alley. Why don't you have yeah. Delhi Alley? Get his, him. His, his ownership is still only about a quarter of the league and in. You know, I, I know that's been climbing the last few weeks, but you know he's really, I think, a must-own player at this point. And, you know, I think um, the the problem with uh, well, with how Alexis are you? Sanchez, how are you feeling about Arsenal? Uh, I guess you're just about to say how you're feeling, but you have yeah. you haven't owned anyone in the Arsenal midfield apart from a really poor run with Theo Walcott during the <laughs> holidays. Yeah, uh, well, it's interesting because I am I'm debating moving. Moving Lukaku into uh, Olivier Giroud, uh, which I think would, um, it would it would solve a couple of problems for me. Uh, one is it would give me uh, more coverage for game week twenty seven because Lukaku is not playing that game week, um, and I really like Arsenal's run of fixtures the next few game weeks. Um, they're away to Bournemouth, home to Leicester, away to Man U, home to Swansea. Uh, three out of four of those are really excellent fixtures, and. There's no competition for Olivier Giroud. There's no one, you know, the, the Arsenal don't have a second striker. Right. Uh, insanely. I mean, I don't know how, like, you know, it's, this is like, and I always get, I feel like I, I always get very heated when I talk about Arsenal because it, it's the one team that I really feel a personal connection to. But, you know, it's, it's just madness to, to go into the season with one guy. And, um, you know, you I go think on, that, you go on, go on one vacation to the to the French countryside, wine tasting <laughs> with Arsene Wenger. Suddenly, you have some quote personal connection to the team. I know. It, yeah, it's it's true. I'm I'm I, I'm corrupted. Uh, but I think that Arsenal away to Bournemouth could be. I think I think you're right. I think you could see a lot of goals in that match. The problem with Sanchez is it's just hard to afford him. You know, I mean, ten point nine million. A lot of people, a lot of people just rearrange their teams in order to bring in a, to bring in uh, Sergio Aguero. It's you know, you have to do. I, I don't know about you, but it would take at least two moves for me to move yeah, Alexis Sanchez in at ten point nine million. And this is Alexis Sanchez, who, as we said in the last podcast, has been very inconsistent this season. Uh, outside of a run where he had three double, you know, double figure hauls, uh, he really hasn't done very much. Um, you know, I think he had like one assist in the last seven or eight game weeks before he got injured. So, you know, I'm not. I I, I don't feel like I'm really. Um, I, I my okay. So just to sum up, I think uh, hold on Ozil because he did look pretty good in that game week, and we yeah. know what he can do. Uh, and the fixtures coming up are good. Uh, wait on Sanchez because it's just not clear that you're going to uh, get your money's worth from Sanchez. I, I just have this belief that I'm going to walk out the front door tomorrow morning and I'm going to find uh, six million uh, pounds on my doorstep, which will allow me to turn Jordan Henderson into Alexis Sanchez. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. Uh, and Scott Gill had a similar question about the mids, but I think we kind of answered it. So, Scott, we we see you. 
We're not going to answer. You, we're, we're not going to answer your question, but we do. We do see you. We appreciate uh, okay. the effort, Scott. <laughs> so uh, the next question or the next uh, fixture is Everton Newcastle. This is a three nothing win. Uh, I put this. I put our little running order together when it was still one nothing. <laughs> yeah, um, give me your, give me your hot take <laughs> on this one, Ross Barkley. So the question here is, and actually it's interesting because it, it did change as the match went on. So uh, what to do with Lukaku and anyone else on Everton. So they they win 3 nothing. Lukaku goes off at halftime. For the reasons that I just articulated, I think that Charlie Austin and uh, if you're looking for a like- You mean Charlie Awesome? Charlie Awesome. If you're looking for a like-for-like like move, I think that uh, Giroud makes a lot of sense for the reasons I just, I just enumerated. Yeah. I think that Charlie Austin is a nice way to free up a little bit of money, but it's obviously a risky move. If you don't have Harry Kane, that's obviously probably the best move you could make. I mean, given given their form, given their fixtures, um, I think uh, you really want some Spurs coverage. When I, I have two Spurs players right now, and I'm, I, I, you know, we actually both have Ali. You have three Spurs, in fact. Yeah, I have uh, Eric Dyer as well, Ali Kane and and, and Dyer. Yeah, and I have Ali and Kane, and uh, it's really it's worked out basically every single week. Yeah, um, and you know, it's another. It's interesting because he, you know, Ali really came through again this week, and. You know, I, I really, you know, three weeks ago when I transferred him in, I was really kicking myself because, or four weeks ago, whatever it was, because, you know, he had a blank and I was like, ah, oh, like, just, I can't believe I made that move. And it's just, it's a reminder that you, you know, when you make these moves, you've got to think, you know, over the course of three or four weeks, what the average haul is going to be because everyone blanks, you know, I mean, everyone, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like know, a good children's book. Yeah. Like everybody poops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, it's going to happen and you just wanted to average out in the long run. So, you know, you know, I didn't get anything from Ali that first game week, but I've had double figure hauls, you know, two weeks in a row. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ross Barkley, I'm really kicking myself for making such a, for bringing in a players in no form last week. Uh, and then I pick up 16 this week for an average of oh. nine for the last two I, weeks. I mean, it was very good fortune for you, Ross Barkley, the FPL manager, that Ross Barkley turns out to also be on penalties after Lukaku, like, sees something in the stands that spooks him and he can't play in the second half. Yeah, but there, yeah, there's always good fortune and bad fortune. I mean, you know, yeah. I captained Jamie Vardy a few weeks ago and he was clear on goal and uh, hits it off the crossbar by, by about an inch and a half, right? I mean, yeah. that's maybe he slipped on the grass a little bit and he was unlucky. I mean, the luck is just luck runs both ways, you know? I mean, there's just, I, I've true. had a lot of bad luck this year. So, yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to not be super knee jerky about Lukaku after this Newcastle game, but I'm ready to drop him like stat, like immediately. I have this strong impulse to drop him. I mean, I no goals in, in five weeks. Yeah. And, and now it looks like he's got a little knock. He's a, he's a doubt for the weekend. I've got to look for another option. Yeah, and I think um, I mean there's there's something to be said for for writing out a little bit. I mean the fixtures, you know, especially if, if you're if you have enough team depth that you can bench him in game week 27, um, or at least kind of assess and see you know what what's happening with him. Um, I think uh, so. Stoke away, not a great fixture for them. Uh, but then they're they're home to West Brom and away to Aston Villa in game week 26 and 28. And then of course they will they will eventually have that double game week too, which we still. You know, we don't know when that's going to be played. So I think um, it's still a little up in the air, I think, uh, with Lukaku. I mean, I, I, I'm probably going to transfer him out because the way my team is structured, I think that um, that's the best move for me this week. I don't have like a glaring hole elsewhere. Yeah. Um, what do you, so you think you're probably going to bring him out too? Who are you looking at if you, if you brought him out? Well, gosh, I, I honestly have, have no idea. Um, 
I'm still I'm still lost in game week 24 La La Land. I mean, I've got what what did we calculate? 55 hours to actually think about my transfers for game week 25. Uh-huh. Um, I guess maybe this could be my time to bring in Odian Agallo. Yeah, Agallo is an interesting option. Uh, I mean, they, they've got uh, away to Spurs, away to Palace, and home to Bournemouth, and then uh, United. It's it's a tricky run of fixtures, but the man continues to fire. And I scored I, against Spurs about five weeks ago. And this is my time in the season to relive everyone's favorite bandwagons from early in the season. Like I brought in right. Dimitri Payet last week, and yeah. uh, maybe now I can bring in Igalo. Uh, who else can I bring in from from early in the? Hey, maybe I could get Colin Wilson in my squad. <laughs> Troy Troy Dini, perhaps. Actually, no, uh, speaking of uh, Bournemouth, why don't I look at uh, Benika Fobe, who um, unbelievable at uh, three and three for this guy. Three and three. He's at six point one. <laughs> Uh, how how many different ways can I say he scored three goals in three matches? <laughs> and also, interestingly, seven points, eight points, and eight points. So unlike our previous favorite three and three guy, uh, Bafatimbi Gomis, uh, he doesn't play offsides every. He doesn't get called for offsides every eight minutes. Yep. So he's able to actually accrue some bonus points, uh, which is yeah. I mean, I think six point one too. I mean that that would free up some sweet sweet cash for you, Brandon. Yeah, and let's see. Bournemouth's run of fixtures, home to Arsenal, home to Stoke. So that's two home fixtures in a row. Then away to Watford and home to Southampton. So uh, three home fixtures and And then Newcastle Newcastle and Swansea after that. So I don't know. I'm liking that pick. And that that frees up... much cash, Sanchez much cash money. For Sanchez, yeah. And he plays in game week twenty seven, which is the the all important. I mean, at this point, I'm not. I don't want to make a move for a player who's going to be out in like two weeks from now. You know, it's just I don't have the bench depth to do that. To be totally honest, and I'm I'm almost positive that I'm going to be playing my wild card before the next double game week. So I, I don't feel too concerned about. About shelving players, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to transfer players out if they're not playing in that game week. I mean, I'll, outside of Sergio Aguero. Yeah, if I bring in a Fobe for Lukaku, I'm 0.7 short of turning Jordan Henderson into Sanchez. So uh, mm, very yeah. too very close. Tough one. That would have been uh, an amazing, amazing combo move, right there. Just, just a reminder: the teams that are out uh, in game week 27 are uh, Everton, Liverpool, Man City, and Newcastle. Uh, and all of whom will have double game weeks at some point uh, down the line. Uh, so all right, Brandon. Oh, do sorry, we go. need to talk about Newcastle at all? I mean, uh, new signings, John Joe Shelby. Andres Townsend gets his first start today. He he looked predictably hot garb. Yeah, he did look hot garb. He won a couple free kicks. That was pretty much the extent of it. Uh, yeah, let's not even talk about Newcastle. They stink. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel we'll talk, like they, we'll they talk sp- about them when they have they a, sp- when they have a double game week down the line. We'll talk about them. Uh, right. Shelby looked okay. You know, he's the one guy who looks looks pretty good on them the last couple. Who right. looked pretty good on that team the last couple of game weeks. Right. All right, let's All right. move on to the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Leicester, Liverpool. So this is a tough one for you, right? I mean, you. It's it, it, t- tough in so drop, many ways. Yeah, you drop Mares a couple game weeks for for Jordan Henderson. Yeah, uh, Mares with just looking like peak Mares again, right? I mean, yeah. absolutely beautiful long ball to Jamie Vardy. Jamie yeah. Vardy score um, a great goal from Vardy, of course, and a, li- a little bittersweet for me because I had dropped uh, Jamie Vardy, but I was still, I, I you know, I didn't, I, it didn't bother me too much at the time because well, at that point you're thinking you're on bonus points for Sergio Aguero, who was your transfer there, and maybe yeah. even more goals. 
Right. So it felt like a net kind of whatever. And so, you know, in the end, I guess it cost me like eight points. I mean, I wasn't going to captain him if I had him. So, you know, it's you can get you can get really caught up in how many points you would have had. But in the end, it's 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 fine. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Vardy Amaras seemed to be back. Um, yeah, and and I benched Robert Huth, my cuddly defensive teddy bear. So uh, this game was just like a total colossal disaster for me, yeah. staring Jordan Henderson's two points, uh, he's staring me right in the face. I went back and forth on whether I was going to uh, have Schmeichel or um, Butland as my goalkeeper. And uh, I really, you know, I really felt like... Um, I felt like Butlin was the pick, and then at the last, like literally minutes before uh, the time, went, uh, you know, before the um, the transfer deadline, I moved uh, Schmeichel in, and um, or what is it the the, the transfer deadline, the team set deadline, whatever it is, the deadline to set your team. Yeah, uh, I, I switched it from uh, Schmeichel to or from Butlin to Schmeichel, and uh, yeah, that was a nice five point pickup there. And the reason why is just Liverpool have played so many matches. Um, you know, this is this is what their fourth match in eleven days or something like that. They played in yeah. the. The Capital One Cup semi, they played in the FA Cup over the weekend, uh, and then, you know, and then this game. So, and then in the game with the weekend before. I have a big question about this game. So, the, the night before the game week deadline, Jordan Henderson gets flagged as uh, 75% uh, doubt because of an eye injury. I didn't see a single thing about anything being wrong with this dude's eye. All the reports were about him missing out uh, in the FA Cup match due to a heel complaint, but then he was past 100% fit. But there's this eye flag uh, in the game, and I could not figure out what the deal was. Yeah, that. that is weird. Like, did he get LASIK or something on Monday? <laughs> yeah, he might have gotten LASIK. I was expecting <laughs> him. That would be amazing if Henderson – oh, he should have played with those um, Alex Song, like, uh, <laughs> orange shooter glasses. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Actually, so, he should have just gone, like, straight up um, Walter from the Big Lebowski, uh, like, yellow-tinted shooter aviator glasses. So we we didn't talk about Vardy as a possible forward option. Um, tempting, certainly, given his form, given given how great that goal. I mean, that, that that's the kind of goal that makes you think I like I want to have that guy in my team. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, but just I, for the love the love of the game. Just because, yeah, exactly. And I you know I had him for ten weeks or so or longer maybe, and it was fantastic. Uh, it was a lot of fun, Brandon. Oh God! Oh, don't don't act like you were there from the beginning. You got him like in the the tail end of when his I had ele- him. When ele- I had eleven, him, was, I still had him for like six the six of those weeks. You know, I missed I missed the the, the first flush. Uh, but I joined late. So the problem though is that if you were to, I mean, if if you, if I were to t- say to you, Brandon, like, what are the two? Worst back-to-back fixtures a team could have this season. Like, what are, what are the two most difficult fixtures you could have? Oh, um, for, an, I would, for an attacking player. Yep, I would probably say Norwich and uh, Aston Newcastle. Villa. Yeah, or or Newcastle. Either, yeah. either of those three, really. <laughs> Take your pick. Yeah, I no, think most, no, I, most, I know the yeah. answer to this question, and it's Man City and Arsenal. Yeah, so they have Man City away and Arsenal away back to back, and. Those are probably the two hardest fixtures they'll have all year. I mean, this is the this is the gauntlet they have to ever. Really, they're just going to try to survive these fixtures, right? I mean, they're, they're, I doubt they'll even. Given how Ranieri has played against the top teams already, I don't think this will be an all-out attack type of fixture in either case. I think that um, they're going to be playing for draws in both cases. One would assume. Exactly. So I think. Um, these are going to be the most pure watchable, non-pure watches. Uh, uh, copyright always cheating.com that yeah. uh, that'll happen all season. 
I still have Mares, and I'm certainly going to start Mares away to man to, for both these fixtures. But I do not plan to transfer Jimmy Vardy, and I just don't think that transferring a player in right before a a really important you know important for both teams. Um, Saturday morning. It's the early match on Saturday. I just think it's really. Um, I would be very nervous about having him for this game, or, or, or about about bringing him in. It just seems like yeah, totally. you could be looking I, at a, a two pointer, or maybe 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 six points. But I mean, it's possible he'll score a goal, but I, he's probably not going to be the one who scores the most goals. You know, it's probably the bonus points are probably going to go to someone on Man City. So even if you get a goal from him, it could just be a six pointer. And this is probably going to be a tetchy affair. So maybe he'll get a yellow card, too. Um, And I know it sounds like I'm over like I'm protesting too much now, like I'm feeling nervous about it. Maybe I am a little nervous about it, to be honest. I mean, he scored three goals, you know, three goals in the last two matches. He's clearly back in form. Uh, I want to bring him back in for game week 27, which is a home fixture to Norwich. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm definitely eyeing up 27 for that's that's around the time that wild cards might start getting deployed, and I I reconsider my Lester options. Yeah, exactly. So it's which you know if I'm planning to bring him in, and I feel very confident about bringing him in for game week 27. You could argue that you just want to stick it out with Lukaku, you know, and just and just wait out those two weeks. And yeah, it's a tough one. You know, we'll see. Um, I also wouldn't mind bringing in. You know, bringing in Giroud for two weeks and then bringing him out for Game Week 27. That's how, I mean, he could score a hat trick in that Norwich fixture on Game Week 27. That's how. That is the way the Giroud game is played. Yeah, exactly. You you bring him in and you toss him out. Yep, exactly. So, all right. um, So Liverpool disappoints, but uh, they've got a pretty good run of fixtures coming up. Uh, I assume you're not planning to um, drop Henderson. Yeah, I keep Henderson home to Sunderland. I've got to. His, his playing time is like just barely enough to justify his existence. He, he keeps getting, you know, 60 to 65 minutes. And if right. he if he can do something, even just if it's an assist um, against Sunderland, then with that and the goal that I got last game week, it will be, I will consider it a successful transfer and I'll dump him. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Okay, so uh, let's move on to our hot topics. Um, well, Funny how Firmino things. is just uh, uh, dusted, swept under the rug after this Leicester game. <laughs> I know. I mean, he's just so he's so hot and cold. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the the first question are non slash forwards, and so the question here is really not. It's, it's less so. Okay, slash, actually, slash meaning the greatest guitar soloist uh, of all time, looking at songs like Sweet Child of Mine, Welcome to the Jungle, November Rain. Yeah, yeah I would argue as a guitar that player slash. That's, that's, that Slash really is essential. I think um, his guitar playing on Patience in particular, I think, really carries that song through. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and the let's, way, let's not the forget way, about the way, Brownstone. Yeah. I was going to say uh, David Silva's uh, whistling solo at the end of Patience is really <laughs> remarkable. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, at Tingerson says, uh, is Slash essential? And I believe he's referring to a player who's sometimes referred to as Sergio Kun Aguero. And he says, Man City's form doesn't look doesn't – look now he's got some grammar issues here. Sure, sick. Try, try to try to correct them for him. Uh, Man City's form uh, doesn't look um, doesn't look set up for Slash to get tons of points, especially when Kane Vardy are in form. So, uh, yeah, he's essential. You have to have Sergio. You have to have Slash slash Sergio Aguero. Um, he just is. 
It's, uh, it's it's disappointing that he only gets five points on the game week despite scoring a goal. But the fact remains yeah. that that's uh, three game weeks in a row where he's scoring. And that's four out of five game weeks running that he's got goals under his belt. That's what we expect yeah. from Slash. And there will be more to come. And you can guarantee, you can guarantee that. Yeah, and I am all for having um, having a lot of differentials in your team. I, I I really I really do try to play that way. I think it's more fun to play that way. Um, but the problem is um, too many too many people above you in the rankings are going to have slash. Not only that, but Slash has two home fixtures coming up. Uh, first one against a lesser team that we know teams can score on. Even if even if this is a tighter fixture, we, there's a good chance they'll score in this game. Uh, and then it's a home match to Tottenham, which is kind of for for our friend Kuhn slash Sergio slash whatever we're going to call him. He is to Tottenham the way Luis Suarez used to be to Norwich. Where whenever Luis Suarez played Norwich, he'd score somewhere between 300 and 500 goals. It was incredible. He would start. He would actually score a goal on the kickoff. Like the ball <laughs> would be kicked, and he would start. He would start scoring goals. He started scoring, more and then he had he had other balls under his shirt that he would just <laughs> produce and start like throwing the, it into like the, the goal. Globetrotters. It was ridiculous. That's right. And I remember once he he actually brought Pushkas onto the field, and he and Pushkas had a who can score the better goal competition. This is in the middle of the match. It was crazy. I really miss having Luis Suarez in the league. Just just <laughs> for moments too. that you're he describing was, right there. He, he was great. Uh, uh, oh, no, true you, original. Yeah, you've got to have Slash. Let's just let's, let's, come on. I mean, I know that he was not the top. If, if you captained somebody else this game week, you know, more power to you. There were a lot of good options. That, you know, I mean, I, we talked about it on the podcast. I mean, I think, uh, um, you know, Harry Kane away to Norwich. I mean, I was really worried about that match, and and rightly so. Because I mean, I, mean, I have Kane, but I was worried about um, missing out on points uh, for him as a captain because that was just such a great fixture for him. And he did pick up 13. We uh, almost, we almost lost slash for a few game weeks. Did you see the, uh, the cleat rake that he got on the back of his calf uh, I, when he no, scored I, that goal? I didn't. It, it was really nasty. I, I forget the Sunderland player who actually raked the back of his leg, but he tore like the back of a uh, slash's nice. sock, like clean off. Wow. And apparently he was complaining about it for the rest of the game and, and wasn't quite a hundred percent. So I, I think we need to count ourselves lucky that Slash is still in the game. Yeah. Okay. So it uh, brings us to uh, next question. All, these are all um, forward questions. Uh, the other one is um, from Block99, uh, excuse me, Block98, uh, who says uh, Kane versus Lukaku, uh, Lukaku versus Vardy, Vardy versus Agallo. Um, the merits of all four, now that the captain is out of the equation due to Slash. <laughs> so Lukaku, we've sort of we've sort of dealt with. Uh, Kane to me is the absolute essential second forward, especially given the the the, the fixtures. Um, he's got he's really got that swagger right now that we saw so often last season, and I agree. You've got to have him. He looks like he he wants to score at any moment. Yeah, and, he, so, and he's, he's yeah. got Ollie pushing him to that level too. So. That, that's true, and um, so you know Vardy, we've talked about Agallo, we've talked about, um, and actually the the another question that we got actually ties in with this, which is um, from our friend Uppercut Panda, who asks, uh, "Is Rooney a viable option for one of our three forward spots?" And we haven't even talked about Rooney. I mean, Rooney had a goal and an assist in this game week. He's actually picked up some pretty massive point hauls in the last. Uh, so he blanks. Uh, he blanks at home to Southampton. Um, but around that blank are a eight point haul, sixteen, nine, and and then ten in this game week. Uh, so looking really good. Um, 
run of fixtures is decent, not great. Uh, Way to Chelsea. that could be uh, that could be. A, I mean, that, that look, kind of seems like a nil nil draw to me. Set up set up for a nil nil for sure, and it's at the bridge. Yeah, uh, away to Sunderland, uh, home to Arsenal, home to Watford. They're, the fixtures aren't great. They're they're okay, uh, but he, he is looking a lot better. Yeah. Um, and they're probably not going to take the Europa League all that seriously. So it's pretty, you know you'd expect him to start every match and. Um, and you know, and Wayne Rooney in good form, uh, historically, uh, yeah. so much the season has, has been a you know, a near must own player. Yeah, another plug for the our, the episode of Across the Pond that we were on this week. There was a long discussion about Wayne Rooney's form at the end of that particular episode, particularly talking about how he's going to look in the Euros. But I, I ended up sort of coming down on the side against Wayne Rooney, uh, with our Across the Pond friends. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad seeing how how well he was clicking with the United team in the most recent game, and he got that goal and an assist. And I guess I'm left to reconsider him. But then again, looking at how decent Jesse Lingard and Anthony Martial also looked in that game, and you're considering that these guys are far cheaper than 10 million, which is what Rooney costs right now. Yeah. So. Maybe the question is not should we look at Wayne Rooney, but should we be looking at Manchester United? And if we are, right, um, Martial down to down to seven point five million. Yeah, and you know he also looked at a goal and an assist at that game. And uh, let's see, who did he in, in that Stoke game? So I, I I might even be tempted to go for Martial over Rooney. It's an interesting they, they shot. I, I wish I wish they weren't away to to uh, Chelsea in the next game week. I just can't see them scoring in that fixture. Um, but you know, long term, I think I think you're right. I think Martial might be the better player to look at just because he's so much cheaper than Wayne Rooney. Yeah, um, just, you know, Jesse two, Lingard two is four point two million, and he looks like a nailed on starter at this point. The last four game weeks, he's got sixty three minutes, sixty five, and then two full nineties. So yeah, if you're if you're if you're wild carding and looking to fill your your fifth mid your, spot, that's a great yeah that's a great shout, Brandon. I mean, four point two is yeah. So he's played the last four fixtures, uh, finally starting to run into form, which which would seem to indicate that he's going to play he's going to play somewhere close to every game week or yeah, you know, thereabouts. Sure. Particularly um, now that they're actually you know winning games, does play in game week twenty seven, which could be really valuable if you are. You know, looking to uh, to fill the full squad that game week. Uh, so another reason, to, yeah. So he's someone to keep an eye out for as well. I agree. Okay. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next hot topic. Uh, it's Jack Butland. Uh, we got two different questions. Uh, another one from uh, Uppercut Panda. Uh, should we start jumping off the one the once fantastic uh, Butland bandwagon? And then uh, Chris Sozo says. Um, Butlin's run of clean sheets happened when Shawcross returned to the team. Uh, without him, they aren't as solid. So um, the, these questions always make me so sad, particularly with guys like Jack Butlin, who seem like such um, interesting, nice guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was such a great story of the first half of the season. You yeah. add him to my list of Payet and Agallo bandwagons that I want to ride at some point during the <laughs> season. Yeah, um, but it. Yeah, it's clear that that Stoke team is is on the downturn, which we had actually picked them as a team you wanted to double up defensively yeah, uh, like a month yeah. ago. Yeah, another sign that we're we're often wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I've had, I, I've been trying to get something out of Glenn Johnson for a solid month now, and it's been yeah, nothing doing. And I, I agree that, that Stoke defense is really kind of a non-starter right now. Yeah, it's um, so they 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 have not kept a clean sheet in five of the last six matches. 
Uh, run of fixtures coming up is actually pretty solid, I have to say. Um, I have Jack Butland, and I am probably going to start him for all of the next for for each of the next four fixtures, which is uh, home to Everton, away to Bournemouth, home to Aston Villa, home to Newcastle. So I think if you've stuck around this long, you probably want to stick with him. And uh, you know, I, I don't if you I, I don't know if I'd be transferring him in right now because his his actual sale value at this point is five point three. But for yeah. a lot of us who bought him at four point five, it's you know, I'm not really, I'm not willing to to lose half a million to bring in someone else. I mean, especially right. That. Well, I mean, the only reason then to sell them is if, say, you need point two or point three. If you stand to gain that from selling right. him to buy somebody else, then maybe you can justify it. They have a run of fixtures um, in the kind of middle thirty weeks, where they're away to Liverpool, home to Spurs, away to Man City, where maybe um, you know, if, if you're wild carding in the thirties, maybe you maybe you drop them for a Fraser Forrester or something like that. Uh, but I don't think it's an immediate. I don't think there's a pressing need to go to Butlin. Although I do agree that um, you know it's hard to feel as confident about him as you did in the past. Yeah, uh, and Fraser Forrester to me is the obvious uh, move if you if you just if you're just ready to get rid of Butland or you want to you want someone to rotate with Butland. You know, I mean, Whoa. at four point eight, it's it's a it's a it's a fair price. What a week for England national players this game week with with Wayne Rooney, Ross Barkley, Fraser Forrester, uh, Delhi Ali, Harry Kane. Uh, incredible. Yeah. You gotta be feeling great if you're an England fan. And you're going to Euro sixteen, aren't you, Brandon? I'm playing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's gonna be my first time playing and uh I haven't picked a country, I haven't declared yet, but um I'm really excited you've for got, the opportunity. You've got you've got citizenship for every country that's playing. Yeah, you're you're thinking about Wales, I know, but I know Northern Ireland is really is tempting as well. Yeah, any any really any of the home nations, uh <laughs> if they'll have me. Mm-hmm. So if somebody could just let me know what the deadline is for registration, I'll get my forms filled out and I'll send them in. No problem. All right. Last question. Uh, it comes uh, concerns uh, a sad story, Brandon, a story of a man named Pyatt. And it comes from Pat Udamobile. I hope I said that right. Uh, let us know, Pat, if if we did um, or if you want an uppercut panda style nickname that we can use. Yeah, invent your own name. You can be yeah. whoever you want to. Everyone, you know, give, us, give us your name and we'll use it from here on out. Uh, it says, uh, do, you, do you see Pyatt coming back to play attacking center mid? Is he still a good shout otherwise? So, uh, you mean, you know, he's always kind of. He moves around a lot in that team, um, yeah. I would say, in general. I mean, when he, they were playing at Newcastle, he was actually out on the left flank. I mean, he's really, you know, I, I'm not sure that he has a fixed position. I mean, I, 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 think, mean, after, after he I think his central the, midfielder is his fixed position, but he moves yeah. around a lot within it. If he's on the wing, he'll receive the ball, and after his third Cruyff turn, he'll be on the other side of the field. So I'm not sure <laughs> it really matters what position he's played in. It's true. It's just very frustrating. I mean, he is like it's like it's turned into like a Tadich type situation last year, where you know when you watch these matches and you look at the stats and and you know how much he's controlling the game and you he's know, so clearly the best player on the field, exactly. And yet uh, he's hitting the crossbar all the time. He's just he's off by just a little bit. I mean, he's he is so close to having double fixture hauls in each of the last three fixtures. Um, and uh, at least I, I'm glad I, I, you know, I at least had him for that Bournemouth game where he picked up 11 points. Yeah. Uh, but it's been two, two, and three in the last three. And um, I mean, it's obviously two. It's maybe I'd be a little less excited about bringing him in now. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, if I were debating between like Allie and Pyatt, I'd bring in Allie. Um, yeah. 
But I think, um, but away to Southampton, probably not a great fixture given where, where Southampton is right now uh, right. in terms of their form. But then after that, it's away to Norwich, which, I mean, you could get away with captain in him in that game. Uh, home to Sunderland, home to Spurs, away to Everton. I mean, these are all, these are all uh, appealing fixtures. And I, I just think that uh, it's going to, it'll turn around for him. I agree. He will get points. There, there's no way he won't get points. I'm just super bummed out that I brought him in for this Villa game, and I, yeah. I didn't immediately get returns. But as you were saying with Ali and Barkley, these transfers, you have to give them a few more weeks exactly, exactly. To, to pan out, and you have to believe that Payet, as good a player he is, he's going to earn out for you. Could Exactly. I totally agree. Uh, all right, so let's move on, Brandon, to the optimizer. Oh, man. All right. Let's fasten... Fasten in. Buckle get up. Your, get your helmet on here. Get the uh, now Ross Barkley. Get your get your big Barkley helmet on there with your number twenty on it. I'm ready. All right. Okay. I think I'm ready to go here. You want to so start? Game week twenty five. God, we've done about like I feel like we've done about five podcasts in the last you know seven days. Yeah. One, really. one podcast that only the uh, <laughs> ten, ten people in the government who monitor all our Skype phone calls have, have heard. Um, but this is great. Yet another optimizer. Uh, kick kick us off, Josh. Where oh, do we okay. Start? I'm gonna kick us off. All right, let's. Yeah, you kick us ready. off. Okay. All right. Uh, early early morning fixture. Early morning for for we Yankees. Uh, Man City host Leicester. That game is on at 7:45 a.m. And I I, I, I am so I, honestly. I mean, I'm such a, I'm such a nerd about this stuff. Uh, I like. I'm gonna have a hard time sleeping. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna wake up at like. I'm gonna wake up at like 5 a.m. for this game because I just. Yeah. I'm going to be so so jacked up for him. Like on so many levels, I'm excited for this match. You know, it'll be like a real home alone sort of situation. If I oversleep and I find <laughs> out that I miss like the first 30 minutes, I'll, I'll just like freak out. Yeah, and and I'm hoping for something along the lines of the uh, the fourth. I, nothing will be as good as the five four Liverpool Norwich match. But you know, <laughs> I would I would love a, a like a two one Leicester win. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I actually think this this. This could be close to the slightly cagey affair that we saw around the Christmas around Christmas time. Yeah, uh, that was that was a nil nil away to Leicester. I think. Okay, my prediction is two uh, one Man City Aguero goal and assist and Okazaki goal for Leicester. <laughs> I think that's an interesting interesting uh, prediction. I have to agree that you f- you think Leicester is gonna get is gonna scrap out something at some point. But City playing at home at the Etihad, they they are got to be heavily favored. Uh, yeah, two to one, very plausible. Yeah, I would love to see Leicester win this one. I'm certainly going to be. It's going to be a fun match because I'll, I'll have Mares and I'll have Aguero, and so I'll have all the fantasy players in the game. But I, I can also because especially because I have Mares, I can just straight up pull for Leicester to to win this one. Yeah, the the next two Leicester fixtures being City and Arsenal make me extra bummed that I didn't start Robert Huth against Liverpool because now I'm going to have to bench Huth for two more games. So right. I missed like a you really missed, decent clean sheet. sheet. Yeah. And, two, and two bonus points, I believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rub right. it in there, Ross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, then we move on to the uh, the big block of, of 10 a.m. fixtures. Uh, first one is Aston Villa hosting Norwich. Now, I believe old man Micah Richards will be well, – who has been buried on my bench forever. Micah! 
should be uh, should make an appearance in this match. I don't Listen, know. Listen, Josh, you know how I love an asymmetrical haircut, so I'm very happy to hear that Mike is going to be playing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's actually he started the last two matches. He looked pretty good in both matches. Uh, I mean, Aston Villa really held on for a long time, uh, you know, down down a man. Um, and, uh, you know, home to Norwich is about as good as it's going to get for Aston Villa, who, who looked better even though they lost um, over the weekend. I mean, you know, they're pretty clearly going to go down, but it looks like they're at least going to they're, they're gonna fight a little bit longer. Yeah, George uh, R. Russell Martin, as predicted, did not get to play. Yeah, so exactly. So I think... Um, uh, Aston Villa uh, won nothing. It's a this is an interesting one. It's it's basically a six pointer, and Villa is just yeah. they absolutely have to win this game. And then being arguably at home, the weekend's pure watch. I mean, outside of yeah. like the eight players who still have an Aston Villa player, a category my, include my, my concern for Villa is that they'll be playing without one of their most potent offenders. Uh, offenders, yeah, I mean truly an <laughs> offender after game week twenty four. But Jordan Ayew will be serving a yeah. ban for that red card. So. Yeah. And, I they're gonna miss it. his. They're gonna miss his two goals and one assist. But I think <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> it's gonna all fall to Gabby and Bognalhor. So it's certainly good luck, this, good luck yeah. to you, Gabby. This could certainly be a nil-nil match as well. I, I mean, Norwich uh, do not look good uh, at the moment, and uh, that Leicester, the, the Liverpool game, had to be uh, really dispiriting. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I'm, I'm picking Norwich to win this game. Stephen Naismith with a hat trick. Okay, with a hat trick. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Go big. Go big <laughs> or go home. All right, uh, Liverpool Sunderland. I assume this this might be the match you watch. This, uh, well, I guess there's a Spurs game too. But Liverpool Liverpool Sunderland will be a game you'll watch with some interest, I imagine. Yeah, I think I'll have to flip back and forth. I mean, Jordan Henderson will will definitely be starting in my squad, but he's not a guy that you like definitely tune in for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I do love a raking cross field pass that does get me out of my seat. <laughs> Uh, often, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, I'll definitely be looking for uh, Hendo to get a. Uh, a the whole a thing with you and Henderson here. is just like, even when you transferred him in, you weren't that excited. It was like you, it was like you did it just just to like just to do it. You were just like, I, I, yeah. I just want, I just, I just want to make a move this week. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was kind of an act of uh, hubris, isn't quite it, but it, I mean, Lester were home that week. You transferred him out. It was, yeah. That's right. I, know, I, 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 I mean, I've made a million bad moves this year. Yeah, he, he thankfully at least has got me a goal. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Hendo's got to do something for me against Sunderland, and I'm going to predict a uh, a three a three one victory for Liverpool here. Wow, I I, I think um, I think this is a like I think it's I'm going to say a two two draw. I think uh, Sunderland is is playing better. Uh, and Liverpool is just completely worn down from all of these matches, all of these repeats. I think they have another uh, another FA Cup repeat coming up next week too, because uh, their draw with yeah. West Ham. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's just it's just too much. It's just you know it's a tough season for Liverpool. I don't think anyone really blames Klopp. At least I know I don't. Um, and uh, yeah, so and this is the kind of match that Allardyce really gets up for. So I'm going to say, two yeah. Three. And if, if watching, I mean, the they, played, they of, played Man City pretty. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to totally say the same thing because watching those highlights of the second half of City Sunderland, they it, they were like storming the castle for that entire second half. They just Except, did, yeah. failed failed to put the ball in the net. Exactly. So, so um, uh, you, you might you might be right there. It could be a tough game for Liverpool. Okay, that brings us to uh, Newcastle West Brom. This, I, okay, you know what? Aston Villa Norwich. Sorry, this is your pre watch of the week. Uh, <laughs> is it even? Oh man, this is no. Bad. It's, it's, it's your it's your un, it's your unwatchable game of the week. I think. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I mean, yeah. the, the only thing compelling about this game to me is to see how the the new signings at Newcastle really settle in together. I mean, yeah. Shelby's got a, a handful of games under his belt now, but now he, he's got a few more buddies joining him, like this yeah. new striker dude and whatever his name is, <laughs> and then Andros Townsend. Yep. So we'll see. West Brom will have a real fight on their hands. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and Barahino, something to prove maybe after... Uh after the, the, his, his rumored transfer to Newcastle didn't go through. You know what uh, I would love? Uh, I would love to never have to talk about Barahino ever again. Why wouldn't they? It felt like a lot of, assuming that rumor was true, it feels like a lot of money for a guy who can't even make the starting in the lineup. Yeah, $25 uh, million was yeah. the fee they were talking about? Yeah, craziness, madness. This is a, basically a must win for Newcastle. I'm going to predict a 2 nothing Newcastle win. Fantastic. I'll go with that. I'll agree. Okay, uh, Spurs host Watford. Uh, very interesting match. I mean, this this is a match that I'm excited about, even from a non-fantasy standpoint, because uh, I could see Watford. Uh, well, the, first of all, the match they played a few weeks ago. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the match they played a few weeks ago uh, was a really tense, interesting match. Yes, uh, Son totally. scores that that kind of accidental, uh, not accidental, I should say, but it, you got you got a little lucky with the uh, with the late yeah, that, tactical. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And Igalo scored a great hard-fought um, uh, a goal as well against a really tough Spurs defense. So yeah. it'll I'll be an this, even match. I'll predict the same scoreline. I'll predict a 2-1 Spurs win over Watford. Yeah, assuming Spurs is fully healthy and comes ready to play, I think they'll have an easier time of it than they did over the holidays. But but uh, yet probably still a little close. So I yeah. I would say three to one. I think that at at some point around the seventieth minute, Spurs will wrestle full control and they'll and they'll cruise to victory. Yeah, I think that. I, I, okay, yeah. I mean, three one seems reasonable to me as well. Uh, Stoke Everton. Uh, wh- what Stoke are we going to see? What what Everton are we going to see? Uh, I think we'll see the Stoke that shows up against top opponents at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we'll see like a one, let's say like a two, one Stoke win. And, uh, maybe Arnatovich finally comes back into form. I mean, it was only three or four weeks ago that Arnatovich was like the must own player in the league. I think it, his ownership, he was, he was like up to like the fifth most owned player in the, in the, in the midfielder rankings. Yeah. Now he's um, completely invisible. He's the lost man. I know. And, um, I'm taking it's Jonathan bad. Walters over Arnatovich right now. <laughs> it's a bad, it's a bad run for for our boy Arnie. Um, so, what do you think? Uh, uh, it's it's a very tough one to call. I, I think it. I almost I need to know I, more about Lukaku before we make a. You really song. do, and Everton will need a focal point for the attack um, against Stoke to really do well. Though, I mean, they 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 did look really great in the second half without Lukaku, so maybe they'll find a system that works without him. Yeah. I think um, we know that we know that Everton concede goals. Uh, I say that on the same day they con- they had a clean sheet against uh, Newcastle, but that's a, that's a pretty toothless Newcastle team. I think I think Everton on the road. I would definitely expect Stoke to score a goal or two. Yeah, this this is a fixture that makes me much more easygoing about dropping Lukaku because I just I just can't predict what would happen in this game. So I'm I'm fine to just shed my Everton players. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, next match is Swansea hosting Crystal Palace. A heartbreaking late goal for Swansea in their game against West Brom. Oh, for sure. And and to have it happen against such the the least interesting team, like however many seasons running in West Brom. Well, like, I don't know. I, Aston Villa will give them a run for their money, Brandon. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's true. At least Villa loses. Uh, at least they end up in compelling spots in the table. West Brom just always hovers around 16th place and, uh, and can't even can't even get a shot at the the water cooler. Yeah, on a but it's Monday a Pulis team, so you know, you know they'll never actually get relegated. But yeah, yeah. It's, it has not been pretty. Yeah, this will this will be an interesting game. Kelfie uh, Sigurdsson, a little underrated. We haven't really been talking about him very much. Yeah, he's, he's been he's been picking up steam. I mean, he, you would yep. take him over uh, Andre Ayew at this point if you were if you were forced to take a Swansea midfielder. I agree. Uh, yeah, eight 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 and ten in his last two. Um, uh, well, actually, before that, at eight points, seven points, uh, then a blank, and then eight and ten. So, uh, yeah, attacking four goals in his last five matches. So, yeah, something to keep an eye on. Um, seems like there are places, you know, I guess if you were looking to climb your table, if you needed a bit of a differential, I think he actually is kind of an interesting option. Um, let's look at their run of fixtures uh, over the next few weeks. Yeah, Crystal Palace at home, Southampton at home, and then away, in, away to Spurs and Arsenal. For a two-week punt, maybe it makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah, I yeah. I. I am a little cautious about that. Yeah, you might want to wait. I, around game week 29, it looks like the fixtures ease up a little bit. Then they have Norwich, Bournemouth, and Aston Villa three matches in a row. So maybe maybe, maybe, uh, maybe put him in the hold category for now. That said, I do think Swansea win this game. Um, Chris Palace uh, still haven't been able to put it together. Uh, bad loss at home to Bournemouth this week. Really and, unlucky. I mean, Zaha, yeah. who I, I really like to hate on that guy for whatever reason, um, probably because he has no finishing product, but he <laughs> appeared to be working his. This his, is what I say. This, I, I, I know. I'm always saying this about Zaha. I don't know why you're you're not a bigger fan because he's a very fun player to watch. He really really hustles out there. He does. I, Crystal Palace is a, I guess on form a better away team. I think they'll make it tough for Swansea, but you have to. Man, I, I could not pick a single clean sheet during this entire game week. <laughs> Finding a lot of these fixtures sort of a, a total toss up. Yeah, I, I'll I'll throw out a one nothing uh, Swansea win over Crystal Palace. That seems like yeah, it should be a fun reasonable game to outcome. Watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it should be a fun game to watch. Uh, oh, Shamak totally, to totally yeah. screwed it up for Palace. He um, he should have scored on a wonderful ball from Zaha. Uh, this and, yeah, I haven't seen the highlights of this one actually. I, I didn't. I didn't catch any of that. Check it out just for the Shamak blunder reel. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, Southampton, West Ham. That's your that's your uh, your evening fixture on Saturday, which is fantastic. Pretty good one. Yeah, yeah, really gonna, fun one. I'm gonna uh, eat this like 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 it were steak and potatoes. Yeah, really I'm gonna, delicious. I'm gonna game. eat it like like treacle, very mm. very slowly and with deep satisfaction. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you'll so, get diabetes. I really have a hard time predicting this one. Um, really evenly matched teams. West Ham have been known to really show up when they're playing opponents who are you know at their level or above. Uh, Southampton kept four clean sheets in a row. I think I think it would be hard to uh, to bet against Southampton at home right now. And I do think that Charlie Austin will end up starting in this match. And I also think he will score in this match. Uh, so I am going to predict a one-one draw. I, I am continue, continually stunned by this Antonio run that he, he's put together. Yeah, uh, he's just such a strange player to watch. He's, he's just beefy, a, right. He's yeah, like a very, yeah, very. He's a huge. 
He's he's one of those uh, us being Michigan State basketball fans. He reminds me a lot of the uh, of the uh, recruited basketball athletes. Like it's clear that they've it's not that they've ever hit the gym ever. They just got this crazy <laughs> athlete's body, and they're yeah. like, you know what? We'll tap you to play a basketball. Now just get you out know, there and hustle, son. Nothing all season, and then three goals and five assists in the last what is it seven games? Uh, still only five point three overall. So. Despite everything he's done the last few games, he's actually only gone up uh, one tenth, which is still which is still point seven lower than his six million starting value. Yeah, yeah. This uh, West Ham is point eight. You have to be really bad to fall point eight. Yeah, you have to be like uh, Antonio bad to fall that far. <laughs> but yeah, he's putting it back together. I don't know. He is. Uh, what, yeah, West, West, West Ham has a great run of fixtures coming, and this is probably the least appealing of all the fixtures. I've got Aaron Cresswell and Dimitri Pyatt just into my squad, but I'm not super enthusiastic about their odds against Southampton. Yeah, so 1-1 seems about right to you as well. Yeah, it does. It, it does. I guess Vir- so. Virgil van Dyke. he's been a guy that he's on a great run. He's in both of our squads, and I've found it difficult week in, week out to figure out a way to get him into my starting lineup. But I think I have to start him this week again home to West Ham. Oh yeah, I think I think you have to. I mean, how can you not? Really? I mean, that's that's what a. I mean, that man you know. is due for a goal. He's due for a goal, but he also he has four clean sheets in a row, and they're at home to a West Ham team that is pretty good, but not great. I mean, to me, that that's like a guaranteed. All right, let, let's let's take a break from the optimizer real quick. Talk me through my my defense for game week twenty five. So refresher, I've got. Um, Glenn Johnson, Eric Dyer, Robert Huth, Aaron Cresswell, Virgil Van Dyke. Okay, so me- who, are, who, who are the guaranteed starts here? Because it's hard to meet in my head. I can't, I can't match them all up. So you got so Glenn Johnson. Uh, okay, so Glenn Johnson, so, oh, Virgil okay. Van Dyke, Eric Dyer. Yeah. Okay, so Dyer, Dyer, you're starting at home to Watford for sure. Dyer starts. Um, Glenn Johnson home to Everton. No, let's let's put that one on the table for a okay. second. Okay, uh, uh, Robert I, Robert Huth has got to be benched, but because he's away at the Etihad, so bench Huth. I think so. Uh, then I've got Van. So then, do I pit Van Dyke and Cresswell against each other, and also bench Glenn Johnson? Yes, that's what yeah. I would do. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think if if Lukaku doesn't start, then I think you could make an argument for Glenn Johnson over Aaron Cresswell. Yeah, I mean the thing about Aaron Cresswell is there's a lot of attacking threat with yeah, him too. Yeah, there's goal so, threat. Yeah, yeah, so I think if you started Cresswell and Van Dyke, it would probably be okay. And I bet it's almost like um, what's what is that? It's like it's like when you like it's like when you like um, split aces, you know, in uh, blackjack. It's like uh-huh. one's going to pay for the other, you know. So yeah. it's like if you you know if you if you start both of them, you're probably going to get a clean shot out of one of those two guys. Splitting aces on always cheating. <laughs> that's All great. Right. I, I'll let the record show I'm not predicting any clean sheets this week. All right. That's fair. Uh, yeah, and I think Van Dyke's overdue for a goal, too. He really is. I mean, he, he's a goal-scoring machine at the start of the season. I, uh, maybe I'll get a Cresswell and a Van Dyke goal in this game. <laughs> uh, I doubt it. Uh, brings us to Sunday. Uh, Bournemouth hosting Arsenal. I think this is the big Arsenal comeback game. This is where I'm really strongly thinking about bringing in Giroud for Lukaku. Um, and I think this is a. I think Bournemouth will 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 put up a good fight at the, at first, uh, but I think Arsenal really. I mean, they absolutely need this win. And I know that this is like just these these runs, these Arsenal runs of awfulness, which they have every single season, yeah, uh, without end because there's no squad depth. 
um, at least from, from the forward line. So they they have these games where they just can't score a goal. Um, their squad, their squad depth, but it's such like mediocre uh, talent on the bench. Well, it's, or, all mid, it's all midfielders, you know. Yeah. It's all this, yeah. So uh, it's all wingers who like can't create their own chances, you know. So it's I think. Um, I think Arsenal bounced back in a big way in this game. I think this is like a 4-1 win for Arsenal. Yeah, I'm going to be thinking long and hard about Alexis Sanchez going into Saturday, and I'm going to be thinking of ways to get him into my squad so I can captain him. Because I, I really like... I, and, and we mentioned earlier, you, you did, Ross Barkley, that he is not fully proven yet this season. He's been a little hot and cold, but he's just so explosive, that, and this is a game that Arsenal will really need him, and he'll, he'll, he may yeah. come through. Could be a little bit like that Leicester-Arsenal game um, from you know the first half of the season. Yeah. Um, yep. Okay, yep, so we're both... Okay, big wins for Arsenal, we both predict. Um, and uh, Chelsea-Man U, uh, let's, not, let's not belabor this one too much, because I, I just this to me like screams nil-nil or one-nil. Uh, yep. Chelsea's, Chelsea's defense looks a lot better. They kept a clean sheet today. I mean, they... They're not scoring at all, but they they've they've the spine seems to be back in place with this team, right? Um, so that's that's something. So I think that there's you know, and we nine nine pointer from uh, Alspilicueta today. Yeah, three bonus points. He he he's got to be the defender that you pick up, and and maybe if you're hunting a clean sheet, he's one to look at this yep. game week. I agree. Uh, all right, so uh, that is it, Brandon. I think we got to that in something close to record time. Wow, yeah, like, um, yeah, definitely the Max L tape guy happening right now. We went through that so fast. But I, I feel like we, we covered sufficient ground for all the cheaters out there. So um, I hope you enjoyed listening. And um, remember to subscribe to the Always Cheating Podcast on iTunes or on SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere that you pick up your podcast. Yep, please follow us on Twitter at Hail Cheaters. And uh, join us on our Facebook page. And if you want to submit a bad Photoshop, we would love it. Yeah, and uh, uh, and we welcome all the new members of the uh, Hail Cheaters Superliga, which you can still join. Just go to alwayscheating.com, and our league code is there. All right, Ross Barkley, I think we did it. Great yeah, episode. I, th- I think we did. All right, Brandon, well, I will talk to you soon. All right, Hail Cheaters, Poku forever. Poku forever. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.